Let's talk about financial well-being mm-hmm. versus financial literacy and financial capability because we often hear discussions around we need to put financial literacy in schools, which often ignores the fact it is in the Australian curriculum already. But well-being is, a, is about a lot more than just the knowing, isn't it? It's a little bit on a spectrum. So financial literacy, I would break it down as just knowing. So, you know, you might know what two plus two is and that's four. That's, that's literacy in that sense. If you know something but don't actually know how to then act on it or you, then what good is it? So there's, I have a bit of a gripe because for a long time financial literacy has been measured asking these questions about knowledge. And it started with these two academics in the United States and they, it's called the Big Three Financial Literacy Test. And they ask questions, you know, like if you uh, had, I can't even remember what the questions are, if you had $100 in a bank savings account and the, and the interest per year was 2%, how much would you have in a year? You might be able to figure that out, right? But is that something that you would act on, knowing that? So um, for a long time, we have measured literacy in this way. It did start to change around 2007 and in Australia a little bit later towards capability. And that's the actual behaviours and the actions people take. Um, One company that's actually done a pretty good job of, of doing this is ANZ. So they mm. have, and they have for a long time, since mm. the 2003 or 2002, I think they started, they were measuring first financial literacy, then they switched it to financial capability, and now they measure well-being. So it's this progression of actually what, what actually do we need to measure rather than uh, looking at just the very basics like we used to do back in the 2000s. Mm. So capability is behaviours, actions that people take. And then well-being is looking at sort of finance in a more holistic sense. You know, do you have enough money for today or do you have the knowledge and the behaviours that you, that you can have enough money for today as well as the future so that you will be financially fit today, tomorrow and into the future? Often the piece that's missing in a lot of education is that you can know what to do. You can know that I need to put my money in a higher earning account. You can even have the skills to be able to evaluate those different accounts. But in terms of that taking action and how it fits with your well-being, often we don't talk about values and priorities yes. mm-hmm. and the motivations for our behaviour and the reasons we make the choices that we do. And especially in the context of finances, the irrational behaviour that people engage in because money is emotional. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm personally been really excited to see that well being space. But one of the things that I get really frustrated about as an educator, uh, and having worked in high schools and worked in I was a humanities teacher, so commerce and legal studies and economics and all of that stuff, where we naturally talk about the why and we talk about human behaviour and we talk about motivation. And so much of financial literacy is put in the maths curriculum and that, like you wrote about, maths teachers are one of the 
a few cohorts that feel comfortable teaching financial literacy, there's a surprise. But it, when it's taught from that maths perspective rather than that behaviour perspective, then often that can get missed, that payday loans aren't just bad because they charge a high interest rate. They're bad because they trap people in a cycle of debt that mm -hmm. they often really struggle to get themselves out of. And they are products that are designed to do that. They're designed to make people reliant on debt. And so when we have advertisements for these short, quick, easy loans, and it's tapping into that emotional need, and so people make the choice based on that emotional need because they think they're doing the right thing, and they get trapped in this cycle of debt, it makes my blood boil. I, I absolutely detest those ads and the way that they play on the fact that we can sort this out for you in, you know, however many minutes, we can, you know, $5,000 can be in your bank account. And you go, great, you know, I needed to pay my kids' school fees. I couldn't afford it. Um, now I'm going to be able to pay them. And then, you know, I don't even know what the interest rate is. It's ridiculous on these yes. products. And, yes, yeah. and the fees that they charge, if you miss a payment or if you are late with the payment, the fees are phenomenal. And yeah. they're all disclosed. But we often don't understand what it means, especially when you're in that point of, I need to, I need to have the car going, I need to get it repaired, I need to pay the rego, those really essential decisions. Yeah. And, and it's a shame that often people don't understand there are other alternatives out there, like the no interest loan scheme, but they don't advertise on TV, do they? No. Yeah, it's awful. I, I, I actually, I really hate those ads. They make me. So or angry every time they're on TV, because if you if you you get that money and then the next thing happens, or you need to pay it back, and then the next thing happens, and you just you are so stuck. Mm. Um, and that's what they that's how they exist. They they exist so that you will continue to be a customer of theirs. Mm. Yeah, and that is the business model. Yep. 